0: What if we told you that one of the smallest things about you is probably the most destructive and most powerful thing? We're going to talk about that today on The Midweek Move. Hello, and welcome to the Midweek Move Podcast, where we examine scriptures line by line, verse by verse, and ask ourselves, "What is happening here?" Uh, I am uh, here today with my good friend, uh, fellow pastor, my brother in the Lord. Ben Schmaltz. What's going on? How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Life is good. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back here with us. Um, it's been a while. I think yeah. we were at Acts last time. You yeah, Acts
1: 26, I think. I think, I think Yeah, something we like that. Yeah.
0: And so if you guys want to check that out, there will be a link in the show oh, notes I below. I remember that in time specifics, but I do. So it was a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but today, uh, Ben, you're going to be joining us because we're going to continue our conversation through the book of James. James, love it. <laughs> Now, uh, in the show, I mean, you said you love James.
1: It's one of my favorite books in the Bible. Yeah. I love how raw James is. It's like that uh, throwing that salt in the open wound or ripping a Band-Aid <laughs> off when you still got a lot of leg hair. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just so good <laughs> and raw and should be an eye-opening experience for most Christians and people that are involved in church life.
0: Absolutely. We've, we've talked about that several times over the last several weeks is like, like all right, here's this, yeah. but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. And so we're we're jumping in, guys. We're gonna be in James chapter three today. Uh, over the last several weeks, we've been talking about um, about this book and starting in James three. Uh, what's interesting to, for me about this is it's kind of picking up the conversation from James chapter one. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, James 1.19 says, "Know this, my beloved brothers: let everyone be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger." And then verse twenty-six: If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but dece- i am sorry, his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's uh, religion is worthless. So it's just interesting that we're already in chapter three, and again, we've talked about this several times over the years over the last year because we've been at this for over a year now yeah is this we, we have this disconnect with chapters you know we go oh, it's chapter three and we think it's self-contained right this is still conversations going back to the first chapter that's why we had to keep everything in, in context yeah. here yeah sure. so we're gonna pick up in uh, in verse one. Uh, Ben, could you read verse 1? Yeah, absolutely. Not many of you should become teachers,
1: my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness.
0: All right. So uh, we just lost all the pastors who were listening to the podcast. That's right. See you later. All those that are praying about being in ministry. Right? <laughs> They're like, oh, oh I'm, I'm done. done. I'm out. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> so James is beginning his discussion here by warning the readers that they, they need to be aware of the burden of being a teacher. Like, this is not something do we, we do lightly. Yeah. Like, being a, uh, it's an honor being a pastor. Sure. Uh, but it's not something we should take lightly. But he's not even talking about just pastors. Yeah. Like, if you look at the vocabulary, he says, uh, for you know that we who teach. We who teach. So James is an apostle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a, he's an early church leader, but he's, you know, by all senses, he's a, he's a pastor. And we've talked about this over Just because you may have one title doesn't mean to operate in multiple, uh, gifts. Right. And teaching is one of the gifts sure. given to the church. And so he's saying, you know, you may be a pastor, you may be a, a prophet, whatever, but if you teach, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one of the gifts that you can take place, but there is. A burden on us. Yeah. How does that affect you in your, in your day to life?
1: Yeah, man, it, it, it makes me really excited and happy uh, that I had leadership in my life that really spoke to me about the scripture before I started teaching my own self. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not the best teacher. I, I walk in that gifting. I'm but it's probably not my my number one up there at the top. But I do. would teach a lot, and uh, being in church leadership and mm-hmm. uh, and and it just really made me slow down and think about what I'm saying. The weight of what you're saying. The words are so powerful, and I think obviously I'm, I always get ahead of myself when I'm <laughs> in these talks. I said that the last time we were here. But I I just I am so grateful that they had somebody to try to talk me out of being in ministry as opposed to just pushing you. Because there's such a need, right? There's The workers are few, the harvest is plentiful. There's such a need for more of us to jump on the bandwagon of let's harvest souls because there's such a need. Right. But I am grateful for James. I'm grateful for the leaders in my life that said, well, slow down yeah, because this isn't for everybody. right?" Uh, and it, again, that's not to, to belittle your faith or to squander your faith, but it's <laughs> to say, really think about are you called of God? Is this burden that you have to teach this burden? Is it self-motivating? Is it, is there other, any other motivation besides the fact that there's a message inside of you that was given to you by Jesus right. that you have this burden to give to others? Right. Um, and I was just really appreciative because I sat back and I thought about that for a while and it made me a little scared to teach, obviously. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a little, uh, you know, Hey, don't do James, the apostle saying, Hey, slow down. You shouldn't right. all e, be eager to jump into this. Right.
0: Now this isn't to discourage people from sharing their faith. This no, is right, very right, different. Teaching the right. word of God.
1: Right, right, right. Thank you for the correction. And not necessarily a correction, but just thank you for guiding me in that lane because, this is again, teaching the word is so vital because the word is God. So we're right. not just teaching a memorization class when you're teaching the word. You're teaching people who God is and mm-hmm. the nature of God. And if you do that the wrong way, you very much can mislead people right. uh, in
0: their faith. Exactly. And as leaders, we yep. have, like it or not, influence in people's lives. 100%. What we say, what we do. And, I mean, I have known people uh, who have um, based their lives off the teachings of specific leaders. Yeah. And yeah. not necessarily on Jesus, but yeah. on leaders. And when things have happened, their lives are destroyed. Uh,
1: I have been guilty of doing that myself, my own testimony. We, yeah,
0: we, for sure. We, it's natural, though. Yeah. It's natural yeah. for us to look at a, at a man and go... All right, you're my yeah my person. You right. know, it's and it's understandable, right? But that's the that's the bird. I feel like James is teaching these the leaders. He's like, look, you need to be aware of the burden you carry, yeah, and the things that you are giving out. Now, the early church he's dealing with, he's talking to some leaders in these various churches that are dispersed, and they've done terrible things already. They've shown favoritism to to rich individuals. They've done different things, and James has been bring correction. Now we're down to this point. He's like, look, you guys want to be teachers, you need to be aware. This is, this is not just for the faint of heart. You guys need to be understanding that what you say and what you do, it's going to change lives. Yeah. Um, and like even go back to uh, Jesus teaching um, in, I think it was Matthew, and talk about, not, you know, suffer not the children who come unto me yeah. and everything. But he's talking about, you know, woe to you who causes one of these little ones to stumble. Mm-hmm. He goes, if you cause one of these people to walk away from the Lord, to, to put up a stumbling block so great that they go, I don't want this Jesus there's judgment coming upon you. Mm-hmm. He says a millstone. And so this is a heavy burden for those who are in leadership that we need to keep in mind. Yeah. And so he continues this conversation on though, with how we speak uh, James two, uh, for, we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he's a perfect man, perfect and man. <laughs> able to bridle his whole body. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, look, you know, we all stumble. Yeah. We all do this type of thing. Right. But, um, <laughs> my brain stopped functioning for, uh, for a second there, but you know, he's saying that everyone stumbles, but if you don't, then you're perfect. Yeah. And you're able to bridle his whole body. This is like, that means you're able to take constraint. You're able to, to put everything in control. Right. So how, what does this verse mean to you?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, I mean, it's, I say cliche, it's not really cliche. It's the greatest truth in the world that, mm-hmm. that there was one perfect man and anybody else that wasn't named Jesus Christ uh, of <laughs> Nazareth uh, you have fallen short of that you know right. in Romans 323 we all fallen short of the glory of god we all make these mistakes so i think that it one it, it helps me understand that Regardless, and we're talking about this in, our, in, in one of our services coming up. I'm working on a sermon about Zacchaeus on how, in one moment, Jesus can transform your life, regardless of your story. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was known as the notorious sinner, right? And, right. And in town, and in that moment, it, all the mistakes, all the mess ups, all the bad character in a moment because of Jesus can be transformed, mm-hmm. but only because he was perfect. Right. Because he was unlike all others. And so I love this because uh, for we all stumble, it's, it's, it's almost like it's okay for us to have those moments of weakness it's not okay for us to live in weakness in those moments of weakness but it's okay to have them and to have that stumbling block because mm-hmm. Again, we have Jesus to fall back on. Right. So I'm really encouraged by that. And then it goes into, if you can do this, you can you can control your right. whole body.
0: Exactly. Now, specifically saying we stumble in what we say, the yeah. vocabulary, what we talk. Yeah. I, I know I myself, I have said the wrong thing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> extremely by nature without <laughs> Jesus. Take Jesus out of the equation. And I'm very grateful for helpers and leaders in ministry alongside me. I'm very negative by Mm -hmm. nature. My mentality, whether that's how I grew up or whether that's just how I was, my natural state of mindset Mm -hmm. is I can be very negative and not so much for other people. Like I, I can be an encourager, but for myself, like I... I'm, oh, I can't do that, or I can't do this, or I'm not very good at that, or I'm not very good at this. and It's just kind of a negative thing, uh, but I had some leaders a couple years back that came alongside me as I was starting to pastor back then. I was lead pastor for about five years, and a year or two into that, I was feeling the pressure of of this is not working. I'm not doing a very good job, and these leaders were able to come alongside me and say, Hey, pastor, we've noticed in your sermons you've mentioned this and this and it's a little negative connotation and we know that that's not who you are right uh, and it I so I started thinking about the words as you say mm-hmm. the words that I'm saying uh, and I realized that I was causing my own self not to stumble within sin in the context of sin but to stumble in negativity and, right. and I know that the words are powerful and I was believing although. If you asked me, I would say, I don't believe that. But I was really making myself believe these words, these negative things that like, hey, I'm just not good enough to be a pastor. I'm not the one that should be leading this group of people in this season. Uh, And really, I was really believing that subconsciously, Mm -hmm. but I was saying it. And it was because of the repetition of those words that I was starting to believe it. And I noticed, here's the victory in it, as I noticed as I changed my vocabulary in the next month, month and a half, that started changing in me. The confidence came back and uh, words, and this is just not even just scriptural. This is just people use this in the business world all the time. Mm-hmm. The word, Your words are so powerful. Oh, yeah. There's businessmen, I don't know about Jesus, but they look in the mirror and they say, you're going to be successful today. Mm. You're, you're going to have a great day. You're going to make that sale today. And right. they go off and they do it. Uh, and so it's because the power of our words can control our outcome. And so it's very important. I'm not one of those guys that says I'm gonna have a Ferrari next week I'm gonna have a Ferrari next week I'm not that guy <laughs> yeah but when it comes to joy in your life mm-hmm. you know even if you're not feeling the joy right now if you just begin to claim Lord I'm walking in your joy I'm walking in your peace you may not feel even if you're in sickness right now and you're you're dealing with an illness uh, Lord I'm walking in your health because by your stripes I'm healed and you start declaring the word of God over your life right your outcome will often follow shortly after exactly uh and so anyhow I, I think that's incredible that here's Jesus as the example right he's not mentioning him here but we know that that's the perfect man Man. Right. So Jesus if 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 James who who was a sinner at one point could become a follower of Christ, become an apostle of Christ, could become a teacher, can get to this point. Man, surely if he can control his tongue eventually, mm-hmm. right. I can control the words, my tongue, the things that are coming out of me.
0: Exactly. And so we had this conversation about how, uh, obviously, I mean, connotation of it is this thing is, is difficult to control. 100%. And he says, if you're able to control it, you control your whole body. The things we speak, while we speak out, man, it, it shifts the nations. Mm-hmm. So he continues on verses uh, 3 through 5. Can you read that for us?
1: Yeah. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so they uh, that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are... Driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great is a forest! Uh, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small
0: fire. All right. So James is giving some very relatable examples to the readers, right? Yeah. We uh, to demonstrate the power of our tongue, the what we speak, the what we say. Again, it's not necessarily like. This is a piece of flesh and a muscle in our mouse, Right. but it's the words that we're talking right, about specifically. Right, right. So a tiny bit uh, controls a large animal with these, a rudder controls a huge boat. Uh, both examples demonstrate how a small item, like a tongue, can direct people's lives. Your words can shape nations. They can, uh, at the same time, however, he gives an example of how they can destroy a forest. They, yeah. uh, they can bring life yeah. and they can bring death. So yeah. my question for you is, has there ever been a time when you've said the wrong thing and it's messed things up for you?
1: Oh well, yeah, several probably. Uh, one <laughs> and how did you handle the situation yeah, sure. specifically? Um, well, I'll, I'll, one specifically is is I'll just talk about being a father. Uh, for me, and my um, my children, I have two kids: well, uh, Joseph, who's about to be seven, and Eva, who is three years old. Uh, one girl and one boy. And so uh, I I recognized it was a while back, and and uh, my son, who's very sensitive, very loving, very caring. Um, I realized how impactful my words are to him. Mm. And so uh, he was standing on a pillow and I was getting frustrated because he wasn't doing what I was saying. So as parents do, we get frustrated sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, son, pick up, pick up a sofa cushion because uh, it's for the sofa. It wasn't just a pillow. Mm-hmm. He's like four years old at the time, mind you. So like he, he he's still learning. Like right. So I said sofa cushion. I didn't say the word pillow. Uh. I said, son, pick it up. He's like, I don't see, I don't see a sofa cushion. You know, he doesn't even know what the sofa cushion is. I'm not recognizing that in my (laughs) 30-whatever-year-old brain uh, at the time. And so I'm getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. I'm like, son, it's right there, and I'm pointing at it. And he's like, where? And so I grabbed it. Again, it's a pillow. I grabbed it and I pulled it from under his feet, so he kind of stumbles. And I fuss at him and I say, I don't, I didn't say anything that was. I just, I was yelling and right. I smacked him with it, uh, like a, like a, like I was playing with him, like, right. a, like not playing with him. I was angry. We're not
0: advocating child abuse, <laughs> right?
1: But I was just like, it's right here, you knucklehead, kind of a thing, right? And just smacked him. I didn't hit him hard. I promise, I didn't hit him hard, right? Uh, I don't even really spank. We're not, we're not that kind of parents. We don't parent that way, but I just kind of hit him with this right here, you goofball kind of a thing. He, he emotionally just lost it, just Mm. broke down and cried. Now, yes, it was part of my, my vocabulary, but it was also my actions in that moment too, that I learned, Hey, these little things just mean so much. I remember, uh, just, just teaching them. And just like, if you say one thing, he would, he would break down he would lose it. Mm. One negative thought, uh and uh my wife pulled me aside. She's like, Really, you can't do and I immediately like I hit him, I see he's broken down. She's like, Really? Is this like <laughs> a- she looked at me from across the room? Really? Right. Like, like, what are you doing? So I grabbed him, held him in my arms, loved on him. And I wish I could say it's the last time that that something like that has ever happened. Right. It's not because again, I'm not perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's been other moments. Right. But here's where I again, again, the victory story, not not so much let's talk focus on the negative, but the win is again. You're, although it can bring a forest fire, it can bring such great life, right. the power of your words. And so I am quick now in my life. I made the adjustment from that moment a couple of years ago on that if I do make a mistake or I do lash out in anger or do something crazy as a parent or a father uh, that I just don't like, that wouldn't sit well with me, I'm quick to go to them and admit that mistake. That's so good. And I've I've noticed the change in the shift. I, I, another situation I won't go into it for time. Yeah, yeah, yelling at Eva for something that she did, and I go into the living room. Joseph's on his switch, and his eyes are biggest saucers, and he's just like looking. And I was like, uh, I looked at him, he looked at me, and his eyes are real big. And I said, "You want something too?" <laughs> just being silly, right? And he's like, "Dad, I've never heard you scream like that." Wow. And it just sunk. It just killed me. You know, as right. a father, like maybe I had mishandled that. So yeah. I immediately apologized to him. Like I I would get down and hold him, and say. Dad shouldn't have talked to your your sister that way, right? Uh, and I'm sorry. And so then I went and talked to Evangeline, who's two two and a half <laughs> at this time. And I'm like, man, I lost it to a two year old. There's yeah. something in me that still needs work. And yeah. I'm grateful for again that there's a perfect father. That when I do say these words, that so again, you're asking me the question about how you know has there been a situation? How'd you handle yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I think what I learned from David in the Bible, the King David. Be quick of repentance. Right, understand. Own your mistakes. Take them. The consequences of your mistakes. Own them. Live through them. Right. But run to the Father. Exactly. Run to the Father. Forgive. Ask forgiveness for those that you've wronged. Mm-hmm. Ask for forgiveness from the Father. You know, make right your wrongs. And right. Um, you know, I think that that's how you handle those mistakes, uh, so especially good. when we recognize them. So yeah,
0: absolutely. And I it. And I love the fact that those are just so very. Very normal, everyday <laughs> examples. Because sure. like, that's the For thing. Sure. is like Sometimes people come to us and they're thinking about... Because we're in the context of leadership, but you're talking about how you're dealing with your kids, how you deal with your wife.
1: Yeah, there's nobody I'd rather lead, uh, that I'm more more concerned about how I lead than, than my Work. kids and my wife. Absolutely. You
0: know? And that's the thing is we need to have the context of what we're saying, not just yeah. to leaders and the people we lead, but our families. Yeah. We so yeah, often yeah. get so comfortable with the people in our day-to-day life sure. that we can lose track of, and, well, I just... You know, I had, I've done the same thing with Celeste. You know, yeah. we were doing some stuff and I got frustrated. And Celeste and I, we don't, we don't argue. Right. Uh, we, we just don't. I think in the, we've been together for 12 years mm-hmm. and um, I don't think we've ever had like a major argument. Right. Ever. Right. Uh, a, because we're both very sensitive to that kind of thing. But I have been like, I've been <laughs> frustrated. I'm like, I'm sorry for being a jerk. Right. And that's the whole thing about our tongues can, they can direct lives, but they can burn things down. And just as easy as I can, you know, cause damage to mm-hmm, a person. Mm-hmm. I can also bring life to them. I can, mm-hmm. like that small rudder, redirecting a ship going the wrong yeah, direction, yeah. bringing hope. Yeah. So, uh, so he's bringing this whole thing out here now. Uh, interesting. This verse highlights the the deadliness of the speech. Um, yeah. Also, um, oh, I'm sorry. The next verse is like that. Verse uh, seven, th- six through seven. Yeah. Let me read that for us. Um, the tongue is a fire and a world of unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. The tongue is set among our members staining the whole body, setting yeah. on fire the entire course of his life. So here we have James, and he's expounding on this whole fire illustration yep. of the yep. tongue. Yep. Not tongues of fire. This is not a holy fire, no, right, 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 right. <laughs> but he's talking about how um, acts do. Huh? Right. It's it's a world of unrighteousness, hundred yeah. percent, and it can That's it can strong. corrupt us, but also corrupt. Everything else in front of us. Mm-hmm. It can bring mm-hmm. destruction. Oh yeah. And he makes it very clear. It is a it is set by hell. Yeah. This is a demonic thing that can take place out of out of us. Yeah. And then verse seven and eight. For every kind of beast and bird and of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and uh has been tamed by mankind, but a human being can tame uh but no human being can tame the tongue. It is relentless, a restless, evil, full of deadly poison. Mm. So he's talking about how you know, we've been given dominion. We know this from, at, or yeah. from Genesis. We've been given dominion over all the earth. And we've right. tamed, we can tame about anything. We shouldn't tame everything, but we can, you know. Unfortunately, I cannot have a pet wolf as much as I would love to. Can't tame that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can get a Malamute, and that's about as close as to it. There you go, there you go. <laughs> but, um, but what he's saying here is you can tame all these things, but the tongue, man, there is a... There is a huge thing to it, yep. a restless evil. And what's interesting, this relationship of a poison. Mm-hmm. Poison comes in various strengths of of deadliness, mm-hmm. and it could sting for a while and just you know make you uneasy. Yeah, it can kill you quickly, or it just slowly kills you. And that's the thing that's challenged me in my mindset of the words I speak. They can bring life just easy, but also if I'm just casual small yeah. things of saying negative things. Yeah can slowly kill a person, yeah, including ourselves. You mentioned this earlier about how uh, when you were uh, the lead pastor of another church and how you were speaking negative things. Yeah,
1: yeah, without even doing it on purpose. Right. Yeah, yeah right.
0: And it was slowly.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and the power of, and to show how, how strongly more negative words are than they are positive. Let me give, a, I'll try to make it quick. It's a real yeah. good example. And I've talked to my mom about this, so if I share this testimony and mom's (laughs) listening to this and she sees it tagged, because she probably will uh, know that I love you, mom. And we've (laughs) we've talked about this, and, and I have gotten to a place where uh, I made my mom feel really guilty about this story. So when mm. we were kids, we were, we were singers. I'm a musician. We'd right. worship at the church. Uh, just I have a God-gifting calling to be a worship leader, to be a singer, to be to be that thing. My brother as well. He's on staff at a church. Incredible musician. We're family musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, my little brother's the only one that doesn't sing. Everybody else in our family sings and. Uh, when we were young, um, we, would, we would go on road trips. And on our road trips, it was always opportunity because we had nothing else to do. There was no Game Boy. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have a Game Boys. They were there, but we right. didn't have one. <laughs> there were no iPhones. There was nothing like that. And our car was just a car. And we would get super bored. So if we weren't coloring, mom would always start singing. Mm. And she was teaching us how to sing harmonies. Oh. And I was younger, about three years younger than my older brother. My older brother has a near-perfect pitch. Wow. Uh, he would probably say it's perfect pitch, but, you know, he's arrogant. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> good brotherly love there. Talking about pride uh, and so he week. would catch. He was easy. He's three, I'm three years younger than him. He, he would catch on to the harmony lines better. Right. I could sing the melody line just perfectly fine, but to sing that second part that isn't the main part without hearing somebody else, I struggled. And I remember one conversation that my mom said, uh, ben, just sing the melody line. You're having a hard time. It, you're just not doing good enough to sing the mel- the harmony.
0: Mm.
1: And my mom didn't mean anything ill, other than hey, you're just struggling today, right. literally with this harmony line. So just sing the melody for now, and we'll figure it out later. She didn't mean it as a negative thing, but that stuck with me. Mm. And the reason why the enemy just fed that over the years. He, sure. he that word stuck with me so strong. I'm 36. I'm going on 37 here in a, in a couple of months. That word still haunts me to this day, Mm. and my mom didn't mean anything of it. It was just a word, you know. It was just her talking, and it was just maybe directed in a little negative connotation, but nothing more than that. Right? It was a distraction for the destiny that God had placed in my life, Mm. the calling that God had placed in my life to keep me from walking in that. And you're talking about, I began to sing in productions for the church and begin to sing. We would do plays for some River Parish drama group that we (laughs) are guild thing that we were in. And I never had the confidence to ever step into the gifting that God had given me to be a musician and a singer. And I remember. All the way, I mean, that was, I was probably five, six, seven years old, Mm -hmm. going to my ninth grade, 10th grade year. uh, My choir director comes up to me. My brother had been in choir. He had won all the awards. He was the greatest person. I said, I was going to make this short and I didn't. Uh, And, (laughs) and, and and she comes up to me. She says, Hey, I know Eric gets all the attention. That's my brother. Eric gets all the attention and he's such good. And he is, he's a great talent. But I just want to let you know that I really think your voice, not that it's better than his, but I really feel like it can potentially be far greater than where your brother is. Mm. And those words, as, as equally and destructive as the phrase that my mom said, hey, let's just work on this 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 one part because you're not getting that yet. Right. You're not there yet. You're not at that level yet. Totally. Uh, and, again, that just seemed like a crush because everything right. I tried to do as a younger brother was live up to the h- older brother's hype, you know, you know, right. trying to be three years older than what I actually am. Uh, and this one phrase just really – just it, what the confidence didn't come with me automatically, but it, it opened my eyes to say, there's something there. Mm-hmm. Fast forward twenty years out of high school, almost. Wow, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I lead worship every Sunday, sing every Sunday, lead right. people into God's presence with my voice every Sunday. Right. All because of the powers of an encouragement. I would have, not, I would have probably given up or never yeah, really went to mount to anything as far as music's concerned. Right because the power of words right and and again those people were not even real spirit i mean my mom is but but this choir director was not a spiritual leader we're in a public high school and right. i don't even know if she went to church i have no clue mm-hmm. uh but she, her words of encouragement mm-hmm. got me back on track what god is calling and putting in so me good. to do for several years yeah and so yes james is hitting it they can destroy your life and derail you right. from doing They're people that right now that may be listening that there is something inside of you that you're allowing other people's opinions or other people's words or even your own words to to derail the calling of God in your life to mm. do what God's called you to do because you don't believe in yourself or right. you have this low self-esteem. I can never become that missionary or I can never be that preacher or I sure. can never fill in the blank, teach that Sunday school in my church or whatever the case may be, right. uh, whatever class or whatever the thing is uh, mm-hmm. that God has ordained you, called you, placed you, put a mantle over you, mm-hmm. and you just stripped that off because of the words of a few. Uh, right. Again, my mom's intention was not to derail me, but that statement in that moment for some reason as a 7-, 8-year-old, whatever it was that I was spoken, derailed me for years, and I dealt with un- unconfidence in music because of it. Right Until years later, one phrase— Got me back on track, and then it took a long time to get that confidence. Right, uh, but but man, now I do it I, basically for a living. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a pastor and I do other things, but that's right. what opens the door was my my gifting in music. Right. you know the need to to, to lead people in worship. So word,
0: and I love the fact that you bring up the fact that it, it again you, there was a word that came that brought life. This is why it's so important for us yeah. as believers to recognize things in each other. There there are some people we used to have a guy in our community here. Uh, you remember Mike back, mm-hmm. and um, dude was. He was one of those people you came off as, you weren't sure if he was real or not. Yeah, He was, he was genuine. He's like, you're a champion. You're yeah, great. Yeah, Always be in life encouraged. people. And, it, yeah, yeah. and, and I, I kind of like you, I'm, I'm a bit cynical, a bit skeptical of people. Yeah. And so I'm just like, are you, are you a real person? <laughs> like, <laughs> a person. like, like, come on, man. Yes. Like, okay. But real. I realize he's That's like, funny. he's genuinely drawing yeah. stuff out of people, especially yeah. knowing the community he comes from. Yeah. And that is so important because there are so many people in life today uh, that, they have been told that they're worthless that they yeah. have no worth yeah, in more. any aspect or there's there's talents that they that were just budding mm-hmm, but because mm-hmm. they were only budding they weren't f- truly fulfilled people dogged it and yep. so that just fell apart we need to be like we need to have the spirit of Mike back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that encourage <laughs> be be champion. Like, yeah. yeah, and not that you know, don't be fake about it. Don't you know? Right. Be be you. Yeah. But when you see something in people, we have got to be intentional. Going, hey, this is great. Yeah. You have a talent in this. Yeah. And you know, not necessarily directing people straight to you know, hey, I, we need you to sing for the church choir. But man, hey, you have a great voice. Yeah. You know, you have a you have an eye for art. Sure. You have a you have a great business mind. We have a young man in our lives here that a uh, uh, dude is smart. He's got this great um, um, I'm out eye for numbers. He sees things. Dude is going to be a businessman one yeah. day. I yeah. mean, he's going to be a Fortune 500 Come on. one day. Come on. And what we just speak to, dude, you are so great at yeah. this. And we encourage that yeah, sure. across the board, but we have to be intentional about that. Yeah. Because, and like James said earlier, it's hard to control the tongue. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for us to go, okay, you're dumb. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. No, for I them. love that. I love that. I, I went to a conference just a week or so ago, and then one of the guys that was speaking, one of the guest speakers, he, he said this phrase that that you can't just celebrate wins. You have to create wins yeah. in people. So you have to look for ways to celebrate people because people need to be celebrated. I mean, you sure. think about all the negativity all around the world. The world's burning. America's terrible, inflation, gas prices, right. Democratic, Republican, whatever. It's always this negative news coming out. And not, that's just on the, the the national level. I mean, think about in the homes where – or you may have grown up with with a a drunk father, or you may have grown up in an abusive uh, situation, whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be, the negativity in life is so large. So he was saying, like, we got to celebrate people, Yeah. but you can't just celebrate people when something happens. Like, create a way in somebody. Recognize the gold in somebody. It's how my youth pastor used to teach us uh, in leadership and student leadership. Look for somebody, find the gold, and just Pour into that, yeah. and, and this is exactly what you're saying with this young man. Uh, you know, you find that thing, and you create a win in their life to say, "Hey, you're worth celebrating." Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so powerful because I know, again, for me, having people come alongside me and saying, "Man, you can do this. You can yeah. do this," is why I am where I am today. Exactly. And uh, recently, I've stepped back into youth ministry a little bit and helping with students, and it's it's just. You know, you're at that age where you see you are, there are 14 years old coming in, 13 years old coming into youth ministry already defeated by life. Yeah. And if we don't flip that around and turn that around for our handful of students, 50 or so students, uh, how can, I mean, you have 50 kids, that you could transform the whole city oh, if yeah. all 50 of those kids really believe and what Jesus sure. uh, has called them to do and is doing for them, or has done, right. has done for them. Yeah,
0: and this is across the board. It's not just teenagers, but adults right, also. We, adults need that. I know for me, I, there have been times where I had a season where I was really in the low point. Um, I, I do art on the side. I do some stuff, some social media stuff for people, and I was having like l- loss after loss after loss. And the and there are certain people that they weren't being not doing it on purpose, but. I was just, no, 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 no. And it was really affecting me. Like, I was thinking, dude, I just need to give up, like, yeah. on something I enjoy doing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it took a couple people to encourage me and to, to go, no, yeah, hey, this yeah, is sure. this stuff. So this is across the board. whoever's listening, you know, what, what's going on in your life right now? Yeah. And is it because people have spoken some negative stuff in it? Yeah. And recognize it, rebuke some of the stuff, maybe, because some stuff is just, it's just yeah. lies. Yeah. It. Now, critiques are critiques. Right. But there's right. a spirit behind sure. some stuff. But find people in your life to speak life to speak into. Speak life you. into.
1: Yeah, and I would say pause for a I feel like the Lord wanted me to say this when you said something. About it's not just for youth. This thought in my mind mm-hmm. uh, is that that there, there's an elder, elder couple, elder single. Maybe you're just in your older senior years. Mm-hmm. Whatever age you feel like that is, where you feel like maybe life is is over. You feel like life is is coming to an end, and so you're, you've. I feel like the Lord's saying, "Hey, you've been pretty negative with saying that." that my time is over my joy is over my mm. my I've done all that I'm going to do and Jesus wants to remind you today that as long as there's breath in those lungs, there's purpose. Word. Uh, that your your journey is not over. If so your journey good. was over, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> and so I, I just really feel like I know I know I'm am a youth pastor. I think about that way now. It's crazy uh, that I'm back into that in the last <laughs> month or so. I would have not thought, but here I am. Uh, but and I'm just thinking, of, hey, the next generation, the next generation. But don't forget that you're still a part of that generation, right? Because we're right now. You're this generation. It, it starts from babies to old people. Like we're in this generation all together. Your life's not over, and Jesus. Want you to know that hey don't give up that he wants to encourage you you have you have skills you have wisdom you have experience you have a story that will transform people's lives Word. don't give up yet don't just stay at home and say oh nobody cares about me i'm i'm at this whatever season of life it's over it's not over yeah it's not over you have breath in your lungs it's worth praising so i just want to pause i just felt like lord I wanted <laughs> That's to share so that so good hopefully you're listening and you hear that and, oh, and you man. take and you run with it
0: i love it Let's, let's wrap this up with yeah. the last few verses, because it kind of ties in a little bit into that. Mm-hmm. From the same mouth come blessings and cursing. Yeah. My brothers, my brothers. Again, he's speaking to Christians. These things ought not to be. Right. Does this does a uh, spring pour forth the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fruit fresh water. James is encouraging people here that we need to be aware of what we're saying. Uh, I back up in verse nine, uh, with it be with, with it talking about tongue, we bless the Lord, our father. And with it, we curse people who yeah. are the main us. The way we speak to people, we're, we're, we're all about praising the Lord in the yeah. only church though. We're blessing the Lord, bless the Lord, but they're cursing each other Yeah,
1: yeah, no with doubt. the
0: words and yeah. by proxy, we're cursing the Lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, how, how can you be? How can you serve and bless a God of love and sing about a God of love on a Sunday, when you are talking negatively about the church across the street that may be doing things a little bit different than you? Yeah, and you're like, oh, they're not doing it right, so we are doing it right. How many of us have gone to church on a Sunday? fussing with our family right before church, mm-hmm. even arguing with your spouse, saying negative things that you shouldn't say. Right. And then you walk in and you're worshiping Jesus. You know, I've had to make it to where the, I noticed that when I was leading uh, for a while, I guess, for some reason, Sunday mornings, my wife and I started getting into it. it every Sunday morning, something, something would come up mm-hmm. and we'd start getting in at each other. And I had to recognize me and her stepped aside and we're like, Hey, we got to change this. Let's just, Wake up intentionally on a Sunday and encourage us. Right. Encourage one another because again, the same scripture is we I mean, you're going into a worship service and saying, God, you're a God of love and God we're gonna serve you forever and then you leave out of there and you're slandering people and you're talking right. bad about people and you're doing this. Man, let's I love the blessings and curses. That transformed my my whole attitude as mm-hmm. far as when I was a younger, young twenty year old believer, minister, whatever, was, was praying and saying, God, I don't wanna just praise your when I'm in front of people praising you and in my closet praising you, I want to praise you in every conversation, Word. in every situation. And I, do I do that? No, I'm not there yet. I'm right. not arrived. I'm still going. My, my pastor, Pastor Scott, always said, my pastor Scott, not your guys' pastor <laughs> Scott, uh, Scott Holmes, he always says, leaders are learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to say leaders are readers, but, but he learned, hey, you don't have to read to learn. Like, right. If you're reading, you're great, but it doesn't right. mean you're learning anything. Right. Leaders are learners, and so for me to be a leader that God has called me to be, I have to continually learn. Right. I recognize that I'm not where I want to be, but I'm thanking God today because I'm not where I used to be. Right. So in this whole conversation of the tongue control and everything, I know you said, let's be short and wrap it up. <laughs> and I, I'm done after this no, no. is, is to say, I'm not there yet with my tongue control, but how can I be 1% better today? Yeah. How can I be better today than I was yesterday? That's good. I won't be as good as I will tomorrow, but right. how can I better myself today?
0: Right. Right. And that's the thing; is it's a it's a continual growth process. Yeah. We're always growing, and but at the same time, there is an aspect of who we are is what comes out. And this whole aspect of the end, where he talks about uh, water coming out of springs and figs pr- pr- producing olive oils or olives, it doesn't make sense. Jesus, James's brother, said it this way in Luke chapter six, verse forty-five: "The good person out of the good treasures of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasures produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart." The mouth that's it. speaks. That's it. So if we're not putting into our heart, we're not taking into uh, focus what we have in here, what comes out is going to be negative. Yeah. And so it's important for you on a daily basis to go, okay, I need to encourage myself. I need to encourage my wife. Yeah. Because that's what's going to come out is that yeah. we're being this, this stuff. And for those of you, the, the word that you had for the people who are, that man, they're at the end the, of their age, they're, they're continuing speaking to themselves. Yeah. I'm worthless. I'm yeah. old. I don't have yeah. anything else. yeah, yeah. That's flip that flip around. coming out. Come on. Speak life into yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I'm, I, you know, it's somewhat of a defense mechanism. I have a tendency to make fun of myself. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just so a thing I, that takes place. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, it's the sim is similar to the, I'm um, praising God, yep. but I'm cursing God's creation.
1: Yeah. Oh man. That's so good. <laughs> so we have to that's maintain so that. That's so good. We teach our kids all the time. Even Joseph, I mentioned earlier, we teach them all the time. You were made wonderfully. Mm-hmm. God doesn't, make mistakes. Right. God doesn't create mess ups. God mm-hmm. doesn't create things that are broken. God right. creates perfection. Right. And every, the world was perfect before we messed it up with our sin. Right. The world was perfect. Right. And I have to just remind myself, even when I don't feel like I'm adequate, God created me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He put me in this situation. Exactly. I've been praying since day one and I have it tattooed on my left wrist. Lord, not my will, but Thy will be done. Tattoo is another conversation for another day. Uh, thy will be done. That's my life prayer. That's why I tattooed it on my wrist. I never want to forget that my journey. And if I am genuinely praying that, genuinely working towards that, I have to believe that the Lord is going to help me achieve that. Right. If I'm really, if I'm really sincere, and I'm really going after that, and so man, be encouraged that you're wonderfully made, right? You're wonderfully made.
0: <laughs> and then speak that.
1: Yes. Speak S- it over yourself. Speak over yes, yourself. Yes. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? Yeah. Some people may say I'm ugly as dirt, <laughs> but the Lord says that I am wonderfully that's made. That's one of he those I, like, I say about myself. I wouldn't say it about you. Uh, that's oh fun. my I'm just goodness kidding.
0: gracious. So, Hey, uh, here in a second, I'm going to ask Ben to give us our, our, his final big takeaway. The how man, the big walkway for you, yeah. but I want to invite you guys to be part of us next week. Make sure you subscribe to this uh, podcast and whatever podcast catch your or if you're on YouTube, uh, and because next week we're going to get into a conversation that continues here talking about wisdom and where wisdom comes from and what kind of wisdom you may or may not be walking in. So, Ben, what is your big takeaway?
1: Yeah, I, if I'd say anything throughout this whole time, what this is teach, teaches me when I've been studying, because we've talked about this for a week or so, two weeks now, mm-hmm. that we're going to have this thing, is don't let the few words that were spoken to you in some season of your life defeat the calling of God in your life. Uh, there's probably negative things that have been said about you. Your entire—I mean, they called uh, Mary the harlot. They called her the prostitute. the, the Yet sh- Jesus looked at her and called her daughter. Yeah. Uh, and so, exactly. remind yourselves that it doesn't matter what people are saying about me. What they have said, and maybe it's going back 20 years, 30 years. I'm I'm 37 almost. Right. That happened when I was seven. So 30 years ago, a word that my mom spoke—that's not true. Right. And my mom said we talked about it. Yeah, it's not. Believe what scripture says, believe what God says about you and don't believe in the power of words. And, and because of that hold really a high responsibility for your own words, right? Because there are about probably eight or nine people right now in your life that are listening to you, that are looking at you or that are following you mm. in some capacity, probably more than that, but that's just an average that I made up on my, on the spot. Uh, <laughs> so there's people that are looking at you and they're, they're listening to the words that you speak. Uh, So be careful the words you're saying because you're either lifting somebody up or you're tearing somebody down.
0: So good, I know for me, similar mindset, but it's we need to be intentional. Yeah, that's good. About that's a good word. Speaking into other people, but into ourselves. Love that. We need to be intentional. I want to encourage you guys who're listening. Take take stock of yourself. What are you saying to others and to yourself? Yep. And 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 take Ben's advice. If you if you realize you slipped up and you said something really negative and you you've caused damage. Don't wait for them to come and and rebuke you themselves. Yeah, go yeah. to them and go, hey, I need to apologize. Yeah, and then uh, apologize to yourselves. Sure, sure. If you've been negative, if you've been tearing yourself apart, you've been speaking down about who you are and what you have. Apologize to yourself mm-hmm. and move forward. Make steps to to yeah. see yourself the way God sees you. Yeah, so good. Love it alright guys well thank you for being part Ben how can people get a hold of you and where is uh, where are you at yeah
1: yeah. I mean uh, you can email me at ben at GW s-h-r-e-v-e dot com uh, that's my email address uh, I, I'm, I'm on staff at Gateway Church in Shreveport uh, there's I mean you can find me on, on social media I'll throw out my handles probably next time because <laughs> I didn't write them down uh, you know I'm old so I forget about those things but yeah you can email me love to email you back talk with you visit with you if you have any questions anything like that and you can connect
0: me there Awesome. Well, guys, thank you again for being part of the midweek move. Follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel for midweek move. And if this has encouraged you, if it's challenged you, hey, please share this out. Please put this out there and encourage other individuals also. And also want to invite you real quick, uh, go to Apple iTunes and um, leave a review for us. Yeah, Because that helps the algorithm go, hey, this is something decent for you people to check out. So, hey, until next time, have a great week.